Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast Close to the Bone. I'm Carl of Reeland. This is episode 13, entitled Let's Talk More About Drinking. I learned that my drinking wasn't the problem, it was a symptom. The problem was that I was angry, resentful, unforgiving, selfish, self-centered, and immature. I lacked coping skills. I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. I didn't know how to handle disappointment, rejection, heartache, and loss. I didn't know how to handle conflict. I had difficulty compromising. I had low self-esteem and was easily offended. I was depressed. I was aggressive. I was judgmental. I had high standards and expectations of others. I wanted things to go my way. And when people or situations didn't go my way, I responded inappropriately. I would get angry, sometimes sullen, and sometimes nihilistic. For the record, alcoholics don't corner the market on these aforementioned traits, behaviors, and attitudes. But the alcoholic certainly runs riot. Again, drinking wasn't my problem per se. Sure, when I drank too much, I behaved badly at times and took risks. But my shortcomings and my general outlook on life, not to mention my lack of understanding and inability to forgive others, were always present whether I drank or not. Plainly, my drinking blinded me from seeing my problems and my flaws. And that's because I drank whenever my problems came to the surface. And so I never had the chance to work through them and my emotions. I never had to develop coping skills. What's more, drinking kept me one-sided in that I only saw others as the problem. I blamed people, institutions, and even God for all my troubles. I couldn't see this, though. Literally, I couldn't. Somehow... Alcohol blinded me from seeing the truth in reality. Alcohol kept me in denial. Even if an inkling of the truth arose, even if it surfaced at moments, alcohol made it easy to stuff back down. And so as honest as I thought I was, as intelligent as I thought I was, alcohol prevented me from seeing the reality. But how? It seemed as though my eyes were wide open, weren't they? I was in talk therapy for years, open and honest, spilling my guts out to my analyst weekly. How could I not see what was right in front of me? How could I not see what was in clear view to everyone else? In Alcoholics Anonymous, they say alcohol is cunning, baffling, and powerful. No doubt it is. So until I stopped drinking, I certainly couldn't address my problems. And this was because I couldn't see that I was the problem. But once I committed to putting down the drink, things started to surface. My emotions, my anger, resentments, frustrations, and my inability to find relief from them became apparent. I didn't have my medicine any longer. I didn't have my escape from all the problematic people, the ones that pissed me off, the ones that angered me, the ones that stirred up my emotions through their wants, needs, and demands. Yes, I was experiencing intense emotions now. I couldn't handle it. I needed to escape them. And so I found other ways to escape. Not that they weren't a part of my arsenal of tactics before, 
It was just now they turned more obvious and vital. And of all of them, sex turned out to be my refuge. And so I remained blind, and nothing changed. Things got worse, actually. I couldn't control my sexual cravings, nor my anger, aggressive behaviors, and this slow descent into a deep and dark, depressive state of being. I couldn't see that I was the problem. I was going to AA meetings. In fact, it was my first meeting that got me to stop drinking. I realized I was an alcoholic at that meeting. What I neglected to see, though, after six years of going to meetings, was that I had an alcoholic mind. And I was doing nothing about it. Meaning, AA is a 12-step program. It's a program designed to help one overcome his or her alcoholism. That is to say, to fix one's twisted thinking, bad behaviors, immaturity, and lack of skills. Take away the drink, the medicine, and we are left with a stunted human being. And that was me. And so, without anywhere else to go, and in a desperate state, I got a sponsor and took on the steps. Some of the denial broke, but I was still a mess. There was no profound change. I continued to suffer, as did the people around me. This went on for another few years, and then another breakdown. And so I once again did the steps. My sponsor insisted, actually. And I hadn't the strength to resist. I was spent. I was at a low point. And so I was ready to do them again. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, as they say in AA. I was broken. I wanted to change. And so I fully surrendered to doing the steps. Not that I didn't resist during the process from time to time. It's hard to change. It's difficult to take responsibility and hold yourself accountable for all your failings. I had to look at my part, my faults, my unwillingness to forgive others, and the reasons why. It didn't matter who was right or wrong. I had a part in it, and I needed to focus on me and my role in all my troubles. Indeed, this time, through the step work, the walls of denial came crumbling down. Drinking not only blinded me, my ego did as well. Sober and humbled by my powerlessness, the truth revealed itself. It was me all along. I was the problem. With my sponsor holding me accountable, I got honest. For step four, I did the resentments inventory. I listed people, institutions, and principles with whom I was angry with, including grudges, regrets, prejudices, and those I was annoyed with, agitated by, or whom that let me down. I looked at why I was angry. I had to answer the question, how did my being hurt, threatened, or interfered with affect my self-esteem, pocketbook, security, ambitions, pride, personal relations, and sex relations. Putting out of my mind the wrongs others had done, I resolutely looked at my own mistakes. Where had I been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? I did a fear inventory, listed my fears, asked myself why I had them, looked at how I contributed to the fears, 
reflected on a better way to deal with fear. I did a sex and harms inventory. Whom did I hurt? Did I unjustifiably arouse in them jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where was I at fault? What should I have done instead? I had to write it all down on paper. It took some time, days, weeks. I opened myself up, and the answers revealed themselves to me. This was the work, and this process cracked things open. There was nowhere to run now. The booze was gone. The denial had broken. The light was shining brightly onto what was once hidden in the dark recesses of my mind. It was over. My old view, my old life was over. There was no turning back. Well, that's all I have for now. As always, thank you for listening. And if you have a drinking problem, seek help. Help is out there. If you like this podcast and what you heard, please rate it, subscribe to it, and share it with others. Thank you again. 